but I understand it. Rectangle of mediocrity. Wow, Craig, that was some outstanding stuff. How does it tie in? You sound like a real nerd. I'm grooving. Now I'm going off on a rant. Our guests are the meat to our stale bread. All right. It is another edition of the Channel Partners podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am the executive editor of Channel Partners and Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me as always, the man who secretly wants to grow a mullet, our director of business development, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> oh, Craig, you know, it, it's funny. I can grow hair longer back there and on the back of my neck much easier than I can grow on the top of my head now since I, I have bald man syndrome. So... <laughs> I guess I could if I really wanted to, but no doubt you're referencing the epic music video for this Journey song that I think was filmed in front of like a Home Depot or or a stockyard. Yeah, I think it was a stockyard. Uh, Right up there with the cheesiest of all time, my friend. Pure 80s, but man, does that riff make for a great intro. Sure does. Just don't watch that video. Speaking of, a few years ago, there were some people who recreated that video frame by frame. Uh, Did you ever see that? I have not, but wasn't that what you and the editorial team took a a team-building event to do? (laughs) Yeah, that would actually be a great team-building event. That would be fun. But no, it was was awesome the way they did it. It was like almost in locations that looked pretty much exactly the same. It was a bunch of young people who did it. It was pretty creative and... And it was entertaining. So, you know, check out YouTube if, if you want to see that. I'll check it out. All right. So, Separate Ways, Worlds Apart from 1983 kicks off our 83rd episode of the podcast as we continue with our 80s music theme. So, without further ado, how you doing, my friend? Well, Craig, you know I'm always pumped up when there's 80s music going on. I love the 80s, grew up in the 80s. But I think there's something else we have going on next week. Is it... Channel Partners Virtual. And let me tell you, it is gearing up to be a much larger event than even we anticipated under that virtual big top out there. So, yeah, out there in cyberspace. I mean, I can't say out there in Las Vegas. That's kind of a bummer. But we have over 80 exhibitors and sponsors ready to go. And we are expecting several a thousand total participants all ready to learn, network, have some fun virtually, man. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And, you know, since Channel Partners Virtual is next week, you know what that means. This episode is the pre-show edition. Thank you. Thank you for that. I always love that. And we can only <laughs> do that twice a year. Uh, speaking of the show, Kevin, this might just be our most power-packed lineup of podcast guests ever. And that's saying something, Craig, because we once had James Anderson, our news editor, who claimed to be able to lick his own elbow and then proved it one day, I think. And then we had that one guy who took 20 minutes to answer one question and we ran completely out of time. (laughs) I think you're getting that confused with the time I asked you to describe your most embarrassing moment. Oh, yeah. I've had more than a few of those, Craig. And you can add this one to the list. Anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> a triple header of unbelievable guests today. We've lined up Rick Chapes from AT&T Partner Solutions, Greg Fry and Craig Patterson, the new VP sales leaders for the CenturyLink channel, and Genesis Lee, VP of channel sales with Core. Wow. Am I on the right podcast? Did we really get all these game changers on one episode? We certainly did. And they are all playing a big role in next week's Channel Partners virtual event. Have, have we mentioned that already? Uh, I, I think so. <laughs> I can't wait to get those conversations started to hear what they have planned for partners who strike up conversations with them at our first ever, I'm going to say it again, virtual event. I'll tell you what, Kevin, as much as we like to yammer on about nothing, waiting for those calls to come in. I... Uh, Craig? You know, the phone doesn't ring while we're talking here, right? Those interviews are pre-recorded? Yeah, but our casties don't know that. Um, yeah, I think they do. Oh, well, in that case, without further ado. Okay, Kevin, really great to welcome in our first guest to today's podcast. It's Rick Chapes, the AVP of Sales with AT&T Partner Solutions. Of course, AT&T, our title sponsor for next week's Channel Partners Virtual. Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, guys. How about yourselves? Hanging in there, hanging in there with uh, just a few days left on the countdown. The same. Just really excited for the virtual event and can't thank AT&T enough for, again, being our title sponsor. Oh, thanks, guys. You know, really looking forward to everything that you guys have to uh, present and um, talking to everyone, you know, through the virtual connections. So we're excited to see what, what everything's going on in the industry and what there is to offer. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's talk about that a little more in a minute. First, I want to do uh, have a little technology conversation with you. Of course, we've been seeing all the commercials on television with 5G and everything that's happening with that. But I'm interested in drilling down a little more on 5G and edge computing and what the opportunity is as it stands right now for the channel. What can you tell us about that? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, we just recently announced our nationwide 5G status. So we're now reaching 205 million people across the U.S. So business developers, consumers are already tapping into 5G's potential. Now, we're very excited to see customers across the U.S. experience it for themselves. You know, from a business perspective, we serve nearly 3 million business customers, from the largest global enterprises to small businesses. So our approach to 5G in business isn't focused on just one solution. You know, it brings technology like edge computing into the mix, which makes the network experience even better. So now is the time for our channel partners to get on board with this technology. You know, and as 5G becomes more prevalent in business networks, you know, we will be enhancing our edge computing solutions, which will enable solution providers to you know, develop better hosted applications, improve video streaming capabilities, and deploy new types of IoT devices. So there's significant opportunity in the channel in this area of mobility. So the industry is definitely transforming again. Now, historically, SD-WAN was the game changer. Well, now there's a new technology in town, and it's edge devices. Now, these devices, which appear to be displacing compute and storage capabilities that were typically managed in the cloud. So what this means is that more data will be stored at the edge, bandwidth needs will increase, and more computing power will be required. So at AT&T, you know, we're thinking a lot about, you know, the, the market and how this will impact, you know, our solution providers. The questions we ask ourselves are, you know, how do fiber and mobility connections change at the edge? You know, what will be the pace of change 
and how will speed requirements change? So these challenges create opportunity for the channel, you know, and how they'll deliver services to their business customers. You know, and AT&T is definitely here to help them oversee these challenges and overcome them. And lastly, when it comes to 5G and edge computing, you know, the business segments that appear to be outpacers are manufacturing, healthcare, transportation, environment, and even gaming. So digital transformation is at the forefront of their IT strategy. So I think these are great segments for the channel to direct their attention. As businesses establish their own new normal, you know, 5G and edge computing will be a critical component in enabling automation, performance, and insight. Wow, Rick. Uh, great stuff there. And I love that you listed some of the verticals that will be prime targets for the channel out there. Three million business customers, if I heard that correctly. You know, what's funny about that is Craig and I have three million podcast listeners. Huh. <laughs> sure we do. <laughs> that's, that's not maybe, too bad, guys. Yeah. Maybe minus now, about two million nine hundred thousand and, and several other numbers there. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, given the COVID-19 pandemic and everything that's gone on here in 2020, uh, the working from home trend, even though Craig and I had always worked from home, uh, has certainly picked up and there are a lot more employees, staff, uh, and people working from home. So how has AT&T helped facilitate this work from home trend for its partners and your business customers? Yeah, I think almost everything AT&T does as a company facilitates the work at home culture. Now, one of our key pillars is to enable connectivity for anyone, anywhere. So our partners have complete access to an array of mobility and networking solutions, which enable them to provide the best connectivity solution for their business customers. As we all know, these are unprecedented times. I mean, for many companies, COVID may drive a more permanent shift to a remote work environment. So in light of this, you know, many of our partners are telling us that their business customers are focusing on digitizing their business even more especially as their workforce becomes even more dispersed. So this is a unique opportunity where AT&T is enabling partners to leverage our extensive network to help their business customers, which are not yet equipped to manage the demands placed on their network by remote workers. During the COVID crisis, we've seen four kinds of demands emerge for communication services. And we've seen massive demands to support remote workers. We've seen the spike in healthcare and government services drive more demand. There's been a significant demand for augments and communication services infrastructure across all industries. And lastly, we've seen demands for increased capacity from the re-engineering of core networks to avoid congestion. So to address these demands, we launched virtual COVID-19 command centers to help keep customers connected. And through these command centers, you know, we prioritize the, the delivery of bandwidth and unified communication services over 200 technology innovations were delivered within weeks to meet the COVID-19 demand. And from mid-March through May, we delivered over 16,000 communication service requests for businesses. And that was at an 80% improved cycle time over business-as-usual intervals. So this was an amazing endeavor and accomplishment by AT&T. And to help our partners respond even more effectively to the needs of their business customers, we improved many of our processes by adopting key learnings from the command centers. So everyone at AT&T, including our partners, in one way or another, is contributing to making the work-from-home experience better. So we're very proud of our accomplishments so far. Some great numbers there for sure, Rick. Uh, let's drill down on your channel program a little bit. Uh, any new updates we should know about? Uh, what are the best opportunities right now 
uh, for partners within AT&T Partner Solutions. Yes, guys, we have great opportunities around fiber-based connectivity and mobility services. So relative to our fiber-based services, and we're experiencing huge success with our high-speed dedicated Internet service. Specifically, the demand for our 50 meg service is growing exponentially. Now, solution provider primarily using this service to complement SD-WAN networks or to provide Internet services for the SMB segment. And sticking with fiber-based services, we're also gaining massive traction with our local dedicated Ethernet services and our Ethernet private line WAN services. So these are typically high-speed services with speeds ranging between 1 gig and 100 gig. And these services support high bandwidth applications for large enterprise businesses or government agencies. Now, it's important for everyone to know that AT&T is the largest U.S.-based provider of fiber for business services. If you count businesses near our fiber network, more than 8.5 million business customer locations are on or within 1,000 feet of our fiber. So this reach is impactful. So this could be a next goal for you guys, go from 3 million listeners to 8 million. There you go. I like it, Kevin. Wow. Wow. I wonder how much money that would cost us to get there, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) We'd be paying a lot of people off to listen to this thing. (laughs) So, well, Rick, hopefully you're going to help us get there, though. I mean, you're going to get us up another mill, I think, with this one. No, absolutely. And, you know, (laughs) additionally, when it comes to mobility, you know, we've highly competitive LTE and enterprise-grade wireless broadband plans that can support wireless WAN applications or backup solutions. And, of course, we have a wide selection of 5G smartphone offers that can fit uh, pretty much any partner's needs. So, as you can see, there's a lot of opportunity between both fiber and mobility services that our partners can take advantage of. For sure. A lot to get involved with with AT&T Partner Solutions. And, and speaking of getting involved, as you mentioned before, as we've talked about, AT&T will again be the title sponsor at Channel Partners Virtual coming up next week. You have the floor here, Rick. Uh, Any message for the partners that you and your team plan to interact with at Channel Partners Virtual? Absolutely. Now, AT&T Partner Solutions places our customers and our partners at the center of our program. Our model is collaborative, and that based on our partners' feedback, you know, we work to improve what is needed in our platforms and product portfolio. So if COVID-19 has taught us anything, it's that businesses need to be ready. So we're frequently modifying our business processes so that we can enable our customers to be more effective in the market and keep them ready for unforeseen challenges. I think our partners should be working with their business customers to do the same. Now, secondly, we're also committed to making it easier for solution providers to work with us. And we're continually streamlining our sales enablement portal and service management tools. So it's all about developing a sustainable business that is supported by expansion and development. Now, if we execute, I'm certain we'll grow and succeed in the market. Great stuff, Rick. Really looking forward to Channel Partners Virtual again just a week away. Uh, I reiterate, reiterate what Kevin said about thanking you guys for being the title sponsor again. Appreciate your time today and uh, looking forward to be talking here in a few days. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you inviting me to your podcast today. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to let everyone hear about the great things at AT&T. And for all of you listeners out there, you know, please reach out to an AT&T representative at the Channel Partners virtual event. If you have any questions or need services, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Sounds good, Rick. You have a good day. Once again, Craig, AT&T is our title sponsor. You don't get any bigger than AT&T, and you don't get much bigger than Channel Partners virtual. So what a great combination we have here. Yeah, we have obviously talked a lot about the show over the past number of weeks, Kevin, and I am excited to see how it all turns out. 
but I think it would behoove us to just hit on a few highlights of the agenda. Our casties are busy. We don't expect them to attend every session. Much like not missing an opportunity to drop a behoove in your previous statement, if you can <laughs> attend every session, why wouldn't you? That's right. So day one keynotes next Tuesday include Tiffany Bova at 11 Eastern, followed immediately by our convergence debate. There should be some fireworks there. We'll also have another debate to MSSP or not to MSSP at 1210 Eastern, followed by our conference education tracks that cover security, business of the channel, the technology stack, and sales and marketing. Don't forget our SD-WAN Thunderdome later that afternoon, where top SD-WAN suppliers go head-to-head to explain why their solution is the best. And we're not finished! The day ends with the MSP 501 Awards presented by Ingram Micro and Datto. And that's all just, again, scratch the surface for day one, Craig. Check the full conference agenda for many other sessions that you'll be interested in. Yeah, and be sure to download the Channel Partners virtual mobile app as well. You can just search CP Virtual in uh, Google Play or the Apple App Store. Kevin? Craig? Oh, sorry, I was just downloading the app. Not now, Kevin. My bad. All right, day two is highlighted by our influencers panel, featuring our 2020 Channel Influencer of the Year, John Delosier of 8x8, 2019 honoree Janet Shines, 8x8 CEO Vic Verma, and rock and roll photographer Rob Shanahan. Extremely cool. Got that right. Then renowned industry speaker Will Harris, previous Coffee with Craig and Kevin guest, takes the virtual stage to help you upsell and outsell on LinkedIn. It's funny how that works out. We get them on the podcast, then they show up on our stage. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, that all starts at 11 Eastern. Later in the day, another debate, the future of distribution featuring Ingram Micro, AppSmart, Microcorp, and Tech Data. Then more education, our UCAS Thunderdome, and agent speed networking. That should be fun. New to the show this year, that brings attendees into small groups to discuss some of the year's hottest topics. Once again, Craig, we're not done yet. After all that, it's the Excellence in Digital Services Awards, sponsored by Ribbon and hosted by you? Yes, sir. That makes it a can't-miss session, right? (laughs) I guess so, buddy. Uh, That's where we recognize some of the top partners in the business who get to walk home with a digi. They still have that award named after him. Ridiculous. Okay, Kevin, a quick rundown of day three, if you're done grumbling. Again, keynote programming starts at 11 Eastern with Todd Thibodeau, CEO of CompTIA, on thriving in the next year. Then a great panel on the business case for diversity, which has become a major theme for us here at Channel Partners this year. And with very good reason, Craig. And it's actually a triple header of keynotes, just like the guests on this podcast, as Zoom Channel Chief Laura Padilla talks UC. They're so hot right now. And another keynote later in the afternoon, Raj Samani of McAfee talks about all of those COVID-19 scams out there and how you can protect your customers. And I understand that there's magic, Craig. Magic. Well, yes, Kevin, there is. The Digital Deception Magic Hour is a networking event featuring a pair of top tech-savvy illusionists. I can't wait to see what they've got up their sleeves. Wah, wah. And to use another magic cliche, I can only hope they make you disappear. Ouch. Wow. That was harsh. <laughs> Finally, 
the speed networking we discussed earlier. Thursday, it's the MSP's turn. And don't forget also, we've got mindful meditation three times a day to keep your eyes from glazing over from all of that screen time. Because we know you're going to be all over this event. I'm just really pumped for that. Uh, I think definitely in 2020, we can all benefit from a little mindful meditation. So really looking forward to that session. And no doubt, our Cassies are glad that this segment, with all these cheesy jokes, is over. So we can get to our next powerhouse guest. All right, Kevin, really pleased to welcome to the podcast a couple of vice presidents from CenturyLink. We've got Craig Patterson, who represents the West, and Greg Fry, who represents the East. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Very good. Hey. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Looking forward to our conversation here today. Yeah, absolutely. Us as well. I think it's worth starting off by saying there have been some pretty big changes at uh, CenturyLink's channel with President Lisa Miller's departure and now your recent appointments. Craig, why don't you start off by describing how the channel leadership structure works now and how that stands to benefit your partners? Yeah, Craig, I'd be happy to. So, I mean, the thing I'd say, obviously, is the CenturyLink Indirect Program has been here a long time. We're going on 25 plus years. So our commitment to the channel, of course, is not changing in any way, shape or form. You know, we're just making some alignment shifts. So when you look at the very top, we now have Ed Morche, who will be leading all things that are enterprise. So every single sales channel we have in the enterprise segment will now roll up to Ed Morche. And then beneath Ed Morche, we have, you know, Garrett G, who's been our channel chief for a number of years. Uh, he's the senior vice president. And then beneath Garrett is where all the magic happens with, uh, with Greg and myself. I lead the West division and then uh, Greg Fry leads the, the East division. So that's the alignment. I would just tell you when you look at the recent changes, I mean, you know, we're looking at making some significant improvements to our channel. So when you look at the, the strategy, really, it's it's a simplification, you know, in terms of creating a better experience for our partners by making the overall structure easier to operate in. Now, all enterprise sales roll up to one person, you know, at the end of the day, he, all the buck stops with him and he, he can make any decision that he needs to in order to, you know, solve those specific problems. Craig, thank you so much for that background. Uh, sounds like a lot going on over there and a lot of people that are dedicated to the channel. Um, you alluded to new channel president Ed Morshe, uh, who told us last month that there's a real emphasis on helping partners get larger strategic deals. So, Greg, I post to you. I see what you did here, Craig Galbraith. You got two Craigs and a Greg on here. You're, you guys are trying to boot me. Yes, sir. You figured me out. It was pretty transparent, though, I got to tell you. Yeah, I'm not so great at rhyming, so I, I just figured it out. But uh, getting back to it, Greg, uh, can you put that into perspective in terms of helping partners getting larger and more strategic deals from your points of view? Sure. Yeah. The, the, with the new unified structure, one of the benefits from that is going to be a concerted effort to really expand partner participation across the board. There's going to be greater go-to-market cohesion with our direct sales teams. And, and while we're focused in numerous market segments, up-market, bigger deals is really where we see the, the needle movers happening. And so we're showing signs of that through multiple things. One of the things we're doing is we're getting more aggressive with our large deal incentive where we're doubling some components of that program, but probably more so than the incentives is, is we feel like there's great potential 
to drive incremental partner success and incremental partner growth as we expand and as we unify our team and, and, and start to work tighter with our direct sales teams. Good stuff, guys. Uh, I want to pose this one to both of you, seeing how you're new to your positions, but uh, have both been with CenturyLink for a, a while now. Uh, what do you each bring to the table to ensure the partner community that things are still running smoothly through this transition period? And I would just tell you, you know, as a partner of CenturyLink, you should expect your overall experience to get much better. And I think that's a, that's a real benefit that's coming out of this realignment, because if you look at the previous structure, you know, I led outside field sales, Greg led, you know, different parts of the business. But by now, by simplifying the, the org structure, Greg and I both now control the outside field sales, sales teams. We control the inside sales teams. We control retention and our strategic organization. At the end of the day, because we have that chessboard, we're able to create a unified mission and strategy. And literally, we have everybody in our organization now working on you know, the same playbook. And really within that playbook, it focuses around a couple of things. Obviously, one being the larger deal. We believe we can uh, grow the, the large enterprise segment. You know, we're going to focus on that. We're going to provide more resource there. We also believe that we can improve um, the transactional sales or the SMB market as well. So you're going to see a resurgence there of strategy and resource to, and to improve that piece of the segment. But the bottom line, expect a, a better experience, expect uh, our organization to be leaning in, to be helping, and to ultimately you know, help the partners out there you know, grow their businesses. Excellent, Greg. I'll, I'll just add in, I bring a diverse ex- a background into the role. I've, I've led direct sales teams, post-sales support teams, and, and, and product and marketing. And so I have an appreciation for what it will take when we're driving initiatives to improve partner traction and partner success, to, to do everything we're, we can to enable enable that traction. And, and, and the other thing I'll say is, is Craig and I would never sugarcoat the fact that we are still transforming as an organization. We are still optimizing our integration efforts. We're optimizing platforms. We're going through product consolidations. And so that never comes without some partner experience impacts and customer experience impacts. But, you know, what Craig and I commit to and our teams commit to is, is we will always be as responsive and as honest as possible in setting expectations and working very hard every day to improve the experience. Wow. I think everyone can get behind, uh, you know, honesty and and standing behind your solutions and and being there and being in front of it to handle it with partners. I definitely think they'll respect that. So, Craig, there certainly has been a lot of transformation in the CenturyLink partner program. And most recently, I see that CenturyLink was talking at a recent TBI event about some new incentives partners can be taken advantage of. Can you elaborate a little on that? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up. I mean, that's a huge selling point of the CenturyLink program right now. And there's a number of things we're doing. But when you look at the incentives we just rolled out, they all tie back to our overall strategy that we've talked about here on this podcast. You've seen it in you know, a number of the articles that you've printed as well. But we're trying to grow the, the larger deals. So we just launched a brand new incentive where we're doubling down. So now the the payouts and all the large deal incentives have now been uh, increased. We're trying to create more traction and momentum there as well. 
And of course, we've got a number of incentives around our new uh, UCAS offering, which is our Engage. We've got some stuff around SD-WAN and our lead with CenturyLink. So the bottom line is I think if you were to look at our incentives, you'll find that they're very compelling um, and the payouts are, are quite uh, are quite nice. The last thing I would just tell you, we just fixed all the commission rates for our ITS portfolio. So when you look at a lot of the, the larger wins we're seeing out in the marketplace, they fall in that ITS, which is our IT services uh, portfolio. So now we've, we've fixed the commission rates there. And so partners can expect prevailing rates on all the IT services, products and services, which is a big win uh, because if you look back, I mean, historically, the rates have kind of been all over the board and now we've fixed that. It's very simple, it's prevailing rates. And uh, again, we're trying to promote uh, the larger deals. Yeah, good stuff there, Craig. Uh, no doubt partners will appreciate that consistency as well. Uh, Greg, just wanted to turn it over to you. Um, didn't want to let you guys get out of here without talking a little bit about Channel Partners Virtual coming up next week. Uh, you are a signature sponsor, so thank you much for that. Uh, Greg, what's the main takeaway for partners who might interact with CenturyLink at uh, CP Virtual? Absolutely. We're taking this very seriously. It's always a fantastic show. We know we're living in strange times, and so the, the virtual component will be fun and new and different for everyone intersecting this. Our marketing team has been doing a great job getting us ready so that it, it all goes smoothly. But in terms of what we're looking for, in terms of takeaways for our partners, uh, we want to continue to build the depth of relationships in this event. One of the things that we're looking to do both in the second half of this year and into next year is really expand our distribution footprint. And so we're going to be working. We want to make our masters as successful as possible. And so we're looking at how do we re-engage some of our subs that, that are not as active as they once were. We're also looking at how do we partner with masters to, to in, increase the seller activity base. And then really just making sure that we make valuable connections and, and talk about a lot of the great initiatives going on. Our marketing team has been doing some great work with new programs in the marketplace for our partners. We've got a, a lead generation lead with CenturyLink program. We've got a lot of initiatives around our on-net building penetration. There, there's huge partner opportunities with further penetrating the, the very large portfolio of our on-net buildings. And so there'll be multiple things that we'll want to connect on and, and, and help partners appreciate the value of the CenturyLink market proposition. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff there, Greg. And, you know, we just want to say thank you so much to you, Craig, and the team at CenturyLink for your support of CP Virtual and your dedication to the channel. Uh, we couldn't have these events without you. And, you know, of course, partners are going to have a lot of opportunities to hear uh, more about what you just said. Um, you're going to be doing an on-topic session on September 8th. You're going to be part of the Thunderdome, which is always excited. No one will get hurt, uh, at least we hope not. Uh, on UCAS on September 9th, and then a VIP session on September 10th. So in addition to the virtual booth, so a lot of chances to connect with Craig, Greg. Um, I wish my name rhymed with theirs. I'm just so uncool, but so definitely. You have any Devons who work at CenturyLink? <laughs> <laughs> please, please. But uh, so a lot of chances to connect with the CenturyLink team at the show, and, and we can't thank you all enough for it. Well, we appreciate yeah. it very much. 
Yeah, I just would say thanks so much for having us on. And to everybody listening in, be, uh, make sure you tune in to the global indirect piece that CenturyLink's participating in as well. I think that's going to be a good opportunity to learn about what we're doing on the global indirect space. We'll look forward to it, guys. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Really interesting to learn about the new channel leadership structure there at CenturyLink, Kevin. I know we've got a ton of casties who will be impacted by that. <sighs> what does Digi want? Oh, Digi, our digital services robot mascot, was saying how great it is to have three companies on the show today that are really digging into digital services. For a bot that's supposed to be so smart with his analytics and all, he really likes to focus on the same thing a lot. Have you looked into the mirror recently? Touché, Craig. Touché. <laughs> anyway, couldn't agree more about CenturyLink. They've been a longtime supporter of our shows, and it's no different this year as we go virtual. Speaking of virtual, why don't you let our casties know specifically what you've been doing to prepare for the event? It's been all about the video, my friend. We've got uh, my typical, hopefully entertaining preview videos that will appear on our virtual platform each of the three mornings of the show. So be sure to check those out. Uh, good previews and I got a few surprises in there, maybe a few laughs. Uh, even Kevin Morris makes an appearance. Plus, I'm getting videos prepped for the aforementioned Excellence in Digital Services Awards, as well as our MSP 501 Awards. How about you? Sounds like you've actually been busy for a change. That That's good. Uh, I've been doing, other than these podcasts with the amazing interviews that we have and then are droning on as we are right now, mm -hmm. uh, been really prepping a lot of our exhibitors and sponsors to make sure they know how to make full use of the virtual platform and, and have a great event. So uh, just really looking forward to next week and, and watching it all come to life. That was kind of a personal deep dive channel partners virtual edition. Personal deep dive virtual edition. Moving right along, why don't we bring in our final guest of this here podcast? All right, Craig. And with that, please allow me to welcome in Genesis Lee. Genesis is the VP of channel sales with Core. Genesis, how are we doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. How about you? Doing great, thank you. Uh, let's get right into it here. I understand that your career in sales had a very interesting start and began at a young age. Can you tell our audience about your first selling and sales management experience and how that helped you to develop into the sales leader that you are today? I am very, very proud to say that my sales career started at the ripe young age of six years old. Um, oh, my wow. parents, wow. <laughs> my parents had just had a a tree taken down in the backyard, and I'm looking at a pile of wood wedges that I decided to immediately paint as uh, watermelon wedges, and then go oh. door to door selling these watermelon wedges. I can only assume for at least a half a million a piece, something <laughs> you know around there. And then I decided that it was too exhausting for me to go door to door. So I, I pulled my, my brother who was four and the, the neighbor kids who was, were five and six into my new sales organization and uh, started exploring channel sales and pulling them into my organization and having them go door to door and sell for, you know, a million a piece. That was actually my, my introduction to, to sales uh, and uh, these masterfully crafted wooden wedges, which are still displayed on my grandmother's bookshelf in her dining room. That is so awesome, Genesis. I've got a similar story. I did the same thing with the rocks, painted rocks and, and went around when I was a little kid in the neighborhood. And, and I look at my life now and I think, 
why am I not some incredibly wealthy entrepreneur if I was able to sell rocks? I know. <laughs> Wooden wedges and rocks. Like, how are we not the next billionaires? Maybe, Maybe. it's not too late. Let's have a let's have a talk after this is uh, this is over. Ah, yes, <laughs> we need to get the rocks and the wooden wedges together. Maybe that was the whole key from the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> the um, thing is, Genesis, you actually got money for your wooden wedges. Craig was giving people money to take his rocks. He couldn't <laughs> understand how he wasn't generating a profit. Yeah, it was, you know, slightly less than the half million dollar mark, but I, I made a buck or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great story, Genesis. I want to ask you, Genesis, as we all know, industry analysts uh, continue to predict that IoT and the revenue associated with that is a market segment that's really poised to explode. Yet partners, uh, they do struggle to find ways to break into IoT. Maybe you can tell us how Core can help, and would you be willing to list one or two of the primary customer needs that your solutions are resolving to give those listening an idea of the types of clients that IoT might be a good fit for? Yeah, I actually, I really love this topic because we all know and understand that the IoT universe is is growing exponentially, but there's no, you know, foolproof guide into how to break into IoT, especially for our channel partners that are out there selling uh, solutions. And Core is is an IoT enabler, bringing connectivity, services, managed services, uh, hardware solutions all together under one roof. It's really hard to figure out on your own how to break into IoT. So I, I when I'm working with our partners, I, I like to make the suggestion they expand where they're already comfortable. And many of our agents uh, that we work with have long-standing, you know, years and years relationships in the retail and, and restaurant industries and coming from telco se- selling wire lines and, you know, wire into wireless failover and now SD-WAN solutions. So I, I would recommend that use Core as your go-to for connectivity, hardware solutions, and services to package it all up, but start in the the retail and and restaurant industries where you already have those long-standing relationships. Pivot to the the IoT devices, those uh, sensors that are making life easier uh, for the restaurant industry and, and managing their inventory. You know, same thing for the retail world and bring us into those conversations. Use Core's knowledge base, our solutions architects, our channel sales reps. We are extremely knowledgeable. It can help you win that business, but in the areas that you're already very comfortable. That's my suggestion. That's an excellent point. I really like that statement, Genesis. Expand where you're already comfortable. Uh, For Craig, I I think that comes from eating potato chips. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know me too well. <laughs> For sure. So, Genesis, speaking of those partners, uh, we're going to be welcoming several thousand of them to our first ever Channel Partners virtual event in just a few short weeks. <laughs> Core is a signature sponsor of the event. Thank you so much. So, what can partners expect to see and hear from your team should they visit the booth and your fastball presentation over the course of those three days? Ah, yes. Well, first of all, you're welcome. 
Um, and uh, <laughs> what I can say is that uh, we are just ex as excited to be a part of um, the first virtual channel partners. Uh, the fastball presentation is going to be a, a mixture of how CORE is refreshing the channel program and also our channel partners with some really easy out-of-the-box solutions that they can sell. And not only that, but how they can win their own failover bundle. So we're actually giving away a failover bundle to the first 95 agents to sell our $9.95 a month failover solution. So wow. I would say that's one thing that we want to we want to make sure that everyone's tuned in to the fastball presentation, and we are very excited to be a part of the, the very first virtual channel partners. Hey, that's awesome, Genesis. Uh, you know, of course, we're doing the big show virtually for the first time as a result of the unfortunate situation from the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, as a channel leader, do you have any peer-to-peer -peer advice, tips, that sort of thing for partners and providers who continue to navigate the channel? as well as their respective markets uh, throughout these uncertain times? So what I can say is, is you know, not only among peers, but everyone here in the, the IoT space is that, one, we have to trust our gut uh, and, you know, lead with some empathy, understanding that these are some really, really tough times for our customers, not only our customers, but our partners' customers. But that being said, we're learning very quickly. We're learning to pivot and quickly move on, on the areas that that have to expand our our healthcare options and being able to go to market with you know quick temperature scanners um, so that people can get out of their houses and feel safe about doing that. So what I would say to to my peers is trust your gut lead with with empathy and learn to pivot quickly uh, and use core as your agile partner in doing so we can help you with with some of these very unpredicted solutions that you are trying to help your customers solve for Genesis outstanding advice there for sure I, I really like to lead with empathy unfortunately our, our robot mascot digi doesn't do that uh, with me as he <laughs> continues to try to get me kicked off this show. So hopefully you and Digi can have a chat after this. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, you probably need to do a little more training, upload some some script. <laughs> script there. For sure, for sure. For sure. Genesis, thank you so much for your time today. We are excited to see what else is coming down the pipe from Core. The last few months of this year, and of course, we're going to see you here at Channel Partners virtual coming up uh, next week. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Genesis. You know, Kevin, to me, IoT has got to be one of the most exciting technologies in the channel. Uh, before all is said and done, I think the 2020s are going to be the decade of IoT. Great to hear about that and more from CORE. Oh, Craig, you just want your appliance to talk to you so you can be even more of a couch potato. Yeah, it got me figured out. <laughs> I've worked with you for long enough, that's for sure. But I definitely have to agree with you about CORE. It sounds like Genesis and her team have a path to help partners get more involved in IoT, something that is, like we've said, set up to generate significant revenue in the Perfect. 2020s. 
Anyway, Craig, I know you and I are heads down in the last few days leading up to the event, as many of our partners, sponsors, and virtual exhibitors are. After three great guests, I think we should wrap this up before one of us says something dumb to spoil it. Excellent point, Kevin, though we probably already have. That's for sure. Wait a minute. Is that a little Huey Lewis I hear? Yes, sir. Closing it out with another 1983 classic for our 83rd episode from Huey and the Boys. Meantime, if you'd like to check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin, just go to SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, type in Channel Partners Online into the search bar. Meantime, you can always find us on the flagship ChannelPartnersOnline.com. Thanks so much for joining us, and we're excited to see you next week at Channel Partners Virtual. It's hip to be square, and it's hip to be virtual, Channel. They say the